how's it going, you scrumtacular? I mess it up. <laughs> scrumtacular <laughs> beings. Hey, Lipsa. Here you go. Could you play the substers at the table? I am. Yes, but Dungeon Master West. Sorry, I'm distracted. I haven't done an intro in a while. Sorry, it's been a bit. Hey, it's me, Dungeon Master West. Back at it again with my drunkards and dumbasses. I'm here joined with me, uh, Owen, Nate, V, Chris, and James. Back at it once again with the Boundless Shores. I I've ran out of creative things to do for the intro, so now we're just doing whatever comes to my mind. Uh, what do I like to recap last session? Or would we like me to do it? Uh, I think it's probably best if you do it. It's been a couple weeks. It's been a few weeks. Uh, Y'all might have to fill in some blanks if I forget something. Um, well, I guess last week uh, we did play a session unrecorded. It was just wrapping up uh, some... Uh, wrapping up the combat uh, against the shadow-infested dire apes and the dead-born vultures that uh, our party have faced. Uh, then they venture deeper into the forest. Was that was that episode unrecorded? I don't think it was. I thought we were. Oh, it may may have been recorded. I think we we didn't record the second episode of the fight, but we recorded the final episode. Recorded the one that. Yeah, when we when we ha had the yeah. whole Yonatan reveal, that was actually recorded, right? Yes. Okay, perfect. Never yes. mind. Uh, belay whatever the thoughts I was having in my head. They were in fact incorrect, um, as most are. Um, so they ventured deeper into um, the Marswell Forest. Uh, to find uh, the nature sages. Um, as the nature sages then revealed to Yonatan his past and true identity as an angel of autumn, a fallen star sent uh, to the boundless shores uh, as a gift from Pelor to Varus early, early on before... Uh, before time, basically. Um, and we catch up with our party who have changed and rested and have eaten after a long journey through the forest uh, as they are shrunk down in the uh, a hollowed out um tree that has been converted into the nature sages um, homestead their, their, their small enclave of uh, druidic hiddenness ran out of words sorry folks um, as we catch up with our players um, waking up after after a comfortable and warm sleep near the uh, the uh, Unending green flame flickering up, not uh, em emitting any smoke as it rises up into 
this um, small um, room around you as it smells uh, vaguely of pine. Uh, so five, uh, there's a six of you wake around the uh, around the fire, uh, a very uh, comfortable and warm yet thin blanket uh, uh, strewn over each of your bodies. As the uh, the smell of pine hits uh, Yonatan's nose first, before an odd wet sensation also hits his nose as Peter begins to, to lick at his face, uh, awaking Yonatan from his slumber. Oh, hey, buddy. How, uh, how are you doing? <laughs> he nestles into your shoulder a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, man. I, uh, you were in a lot of trouble that last fight. I almost lost you there for a second. He kind of pulls back his, his head for a moment and just really looks into your eyes for a moment before he just attacks your entire face with licks uh, as he kind of stumbles his, his adolescent body onto your, your, your body as he kind of like, oh, crushes your, your chest a little bit as, as he's a lot more weighty than he used to be. <laughs> okay, okay, I love you too. That won't happen again, I promise. Uh, the rest of you begin to scur here. Uh, scur. Wow. The rest of you stir, uh, hearing uh, Yonatan speaking with his uh, companion. Well, as you may uh, role play and do it uh, freely as you wish. Um, kind of waking up to. Yonatan and Peter kind of having their little conversation. I'll kind of sit up in a little, like, sleeping area and just kind of look over at him, give him a little smile, see, and Peter giving him some love, and just be like, so, uh, uh, well, how you feeling, buddy, about, uh, all this new information? It's, um... It's a bit tough to comprehend at the moment, but I, I'm sure I'll get a grasp on it soon enough. Well, it's gotta, uh, it's gotta be nice knowing that uh, you're here for a reason, you know, and uh, getting sort of an explanation for your connection with Ferris and Paylor, other than just being a druid. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's quite uh it shines quite the light on uh, my whole situation so i'm glad that i can have some kind of answer as to the reason why i'm here yeah exactly and uh for what it's worth i'm glad we were here to figure it out with you and i'll kind of like offer my hand out to like kind of shake and give him a pat on the back I offer my hand right back and shake his hand. Double pat on the back of yeah. Tobin. And then I'll just kind of go back to my area and uh, start, like, folding up a blanket and whatnot, you know, getting my stuff uh, 
altogether. You know, strangely, as all of you begin to stir, um, you look towards Beckett, who stays within her slumber. But uh, if, as you notice a little further, her face is a lot more pale than it usually is. Um, can I do, I'd like to do, I'd like to, like, peer into her mind and see what's going on. How would you like to do so? Um, I'm just gonna try and connect, uh, on a, like, connect our third eyes together, if that makes any sense, like, connect on a spiritual level or see if she, uh, see if Beckett's um, dreaming or something. Is there any arcane means that might be able to assist you, uh, within this roll, or, um, are you just gonna roll it dry and not cast a spell? Because the DC is gonna be a lot higher without a spell if you don't have anything that can, uh, pierce within the mind. I don't think I have any spells that I can cast that can help me with this. Roll me a d100. Okay. Uh, v, can you also roll me a d100? I can. Eighty-eight. Fifty-one. Um, how how does Yonatan uh, commune and and try to connect with uh, uh, Beckett's seemingly sleeping form? Um, Yonatan is just gonna, just gonna touch the leaf symbol on his forehead, and as I'm trying to pierce, as I'm trying to, like, look into her mind, I'm gonna touch Beckett's forehead with the same... Roll thing. me a concentration check at disadvantage. No problem. Oh. Worst time. Okay. Um, at disadvantage, it's a 25. What were your rolls, brother? Um, on the last level, I took my concentration up to 18. And then I rolled a nine and a seven. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, as you you touch her forehead, it is freezing to the touch. Yet she is sweating, like profusely. You try and and commune and and meditate for a moment with her, but. She just can't seem to be reached right now. Got the flu. <laughs> um, noticing Yonatan do this and seeing Beckett looking so pale and realizing that like we're making all this noise waking up and stuff and that she's still sleeping, I'm just going to kind of go over and... Yonatan, what, what's wrong with Beckett? I don't know, but... Something's wrong. I I can't even peer in or mind to see what's going on. So, 
Well, I would guess that she's dealing with one of those entities again. Is, uh, is she breathing? Like, uh, I'm going to look and see if I can, like, just see the rise and fall of, like, her chest. She's breathing very shallowly, but she's there. It, um, I want to... uh, someone roll me a heel check as you guys are examining her body. Uh, then you can roll the heel check. But I'm also yeah. going to um, look at uh, her neck just to see if I can anything like where she can like because she got like with Jesse Mother's like chains around her neck. That uh, chain tattoo around her neck that doesn't seem to be affecting her in any way. Okay. Um, that is a twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. To be honest, as as you look at, at her at her body, she seems less sleeping and more coma. <laughs> um, like as she just seems very far gone uh, within her subconscious. Uh, whatever it is, I uh, I don't think it's anything to do with Jeshima. I, uh, I feel like after all that. And her tattoo here, I would no, I would feel something, and I'm kind of like running my hand along it if it were her. So, I, I don't know what it could be either. Does she seem? Can you roll me a, a James? Can you roll me a D four and let me know if it's even or odd? Okay. Uh, as um, the two of you are studying her body, Yonatan, you look uh, at Tobin and see as he blinks, his eyes change to a piercing bright silver for a moment. As James, uh, Tobin, your vision changes as you begin to see auras that you've never seen before, that, that, that has just never appeared uh, around. You see a vibrant bright green aura uh, shimmering around uh, Yonatan as you look towards uh, Orgolan beginning to stir as well and just kind of sitting and stirring and watching you guys. You see a bright uh, vibrant royal purple vibrating around him. An odd red aura kind of appears around um, Alistair. Uh, for a moment, as as it kind of like fluctuates between red and and gray. I think I'm going to need to pop out and pop back in because uh, all of you are frozen on my screen. Oh my! Okay, you do that. Then. All right, you do that, brother. Um, I'm just gonna kind of look around and blink it away. Is there like? Am I feeling any sort of, like, familiar sensation when this happens? Or is this, like, all just... This seems odd to you. Um, as, but as you look uh, look upon Beckett, you see just an odd cloud of smoke pretty much covering her entire head. Oh, dear. 
Oh, um, does it, is that? I have no audio. Oh, it's not my. Uh-oh. Not tubular. Definitely not swagalicious. What, um, what, how much do we know about, like, the poison and stuff? Like, is this, I can't remember, like, how much she's actually told us. Like, it's hard to differentiate from what we've heard and what we've just seen you narrate for her sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, Beckett, what have you told them? Um, well, the person who knows the most would be Calduin, who's not with us. So... I think the only thing you guys would be aware of is like what your characters would have seen. So, have we seen any smoke like this or anything from the poison before? I can't remember. Well, you all had had the moment where you saw the uh, being of smoke at the blood temple. Right. Okay. Um, but otherwise, I don't think she's been too too open about. Uh, the poison and and who who or what he does. The poison's new for Beckett, whereas like Jeshima is yeah. older for her, so like she knows more about Jeshima than she does about the poison. So so yeah, um, Yonatan, as you see me like checking over her scars and, or her tattoos and stuff, and being like, this doesn't seem like Jeshima. You start to see my uh, eyes glow, and I'll be like, I'll kind of like look around, and then when I look back at her, I'll be like, D- do you? See that the smoke around her head? Smoke? Uh, and you can see, like, as I'm looking at you, like, asking you, my eyes are, like, glowing with this silver light. I'll be like, do you. It's, it's like. Uh, I, I assume it's similar to what we saw at the Blood Temple, like, the same kind of smoke? Uh, same, yeah. Same essence okay. of smoke. Uh, do you remember when we were at that odd, um, temple that. That weird one when we were on our way to, uh, was that when we were on our way to Lalara? Uh, that was when you were on your way to New Warren City. Oh, when we were... Uh, from Jeshima Spire. Right. After, after the Spire, that odd temple, it's, it's the same smoke. You don't see it? Uh, no, I don't see anything. Um, if, if I, like, kind of, like, run my fingers through the smoke, with, like, what do I see? Is anything? Um, it kind of separates for a moment, and then it rejoins back into this cloud of smoke around her, as you kind of see this, the smoke kind of move with her shallow breaths and kind of in and out. It, it's almost like she's inhaling it. Like, it's, it's like she's breathing it in, but it's... It's obviously not regular smoke. Alistair and Orgolan, there you do have uh, anything as you you wake up, as you guys hear these guys communicate between the uh, between each other about uh, your friend, or in Alistair's case, your newfound friend. There's a lot of questions going through uh, Alistair's mind right now, mostly uh, running along the lines of. Sage is generally more of a, a a skilled profession that 
one is regarded as having when they're very knowledgeable. So this is a graduation ceremony of some sort and a recognition of masterhood, maybe? But mostly it's just kind of confound or just a confounded confusion as to what exactly is the implications of him being a sage? Well, uh, in, in the case of Yonatan being a sage, he's not a nature sage, he's an angel of autumn. The people you are with are nature sages. Like the, the enclave that you guys are taking part of. But uh, you can ask him. If you want, uh, you can uh, head out and head into the into the various hallways and uh, passageways uh, seemingly almost cut out of the tree itself into this, uh, in this uh, you know, like the hole in the tree. And they have like built uh, balconies and homesteads and passageways. I suppose it wouldn't be entirely remiss for me to get up uh, and uh, see if I could find uh, Yggdrasil in order to inquire more about the nature of what exactly is unfolded with my uh, newfound uh, group. Yeah. As Alistair uh, makes his way into the hallway, as you guys are discovering uh, around Beckett, we will return to this conversation. I apologize for uh, over-talking. I just wanted to see what the rest of the group wanted to get up to. Uh, as As I start to wake up, uh, seeing the bright light of everything, I try fumbling. I fumble for my glasses, see what's going on, and I'm like, I'm too tired for this shit. As I walk up and walk out of the room, Alistair and Orgolan exit the room as the um, the two of you. May I continue your conversation? The bright silver eyes um, on Tobin and the mysteriously pale and comatose uh, Beckett. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you're seeing uh, with those silver eyes of yours, but um... my, my what? Yeah, your eyes are like silvery. Is there any like reflective surfaces around you? Um, there is a um, an altar in the corner of the room with uh, with a couple of candles and a uh, large bowl of reflective water. I'll just kind of look around. And be like, um, keep an eye on her for a second, and I'll go over and I'll kind of like look at my reflection in the water you you i mean you actually see this water is also shimmering with a dull kind of uh cyan light but as you look upon your reflection you see these these shining piercing eyes reminding you of your mother jeshua and her her eyes staring into you and your friends almost souls as, as you stare into your reflection uh, remembering that, I'll kind of, like, shudder for a moment and just, uh, look around and 
Okay. <laughs> um. And then I'll return to Beckett's Tower, but it's, it's it's not important right now. I'm not entirely sure what that is, but we have to figure something out about this. Um. What uh? Do you have? It's it's. I assume it's magical in nature. Whatever it is that's happening with my eyes, I seem to be sensing auras of some sort. Uh, and it's on a lot of you guys that I've seen spa casting spells, so I assume I'm uh, sensing magic. Do you have anything that lets you sense magic? I, I don't have anything uh, that would let me detect magic. You don't have access to detect magic? What about um, really? anything that could help dispel magic? Maybe we can... Um, I don't have uh, anything like that, but maybe something to help us try and clear this smoke. Uh, yeah, I, I, have, uh, I have a dispel magic. Awesome. Can you see if it'll uh, do anything? I can give it a shot, as I am going to uh, attempt to cast uh, Dispel Magic on the smoke. I'll kind of, like, guide his hands to, like, the edges of the smoke to, like, um, get him, like, within, like, the aura of the smoke. You cast Detect Magic as, Tobin, your eyes, uh, the, the, the aura colors drain from your eyes as, as it returns to, to your, your normal senses as Jonathan, you try and cast this dispel, dispel magic on the smoke as uh, for an instant, Tobin, you see the smoke vanish as before your arcane sight leaves you see as Beckett exhales, more smoke appears and covers uh uh, where where the where the remaindering uh, where where the smoke that yeah uh, he attempted to dispel left um, smoke just returned from her lungs and surrounded her head. Okay. I um, I'll be like oh I'll kind of like rub my eyes and be like I, I I can't see it anymore but I saw it for a second it worked for a second but it seems as though it's actually coming from Beckett as soon as. Almost as soon as you dispelled it, as she exhaled, more was produced. Hmm, okay. So it can replenish itself faster than it can be destroyed. And it, but it, that also, it also, the issue is it seems to be coming from Beckett. Um, and we wouldn't even, like, yeah, we wouldn't even, like, um, connect this you to wouldn't... a cane sword or anything. Uh, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, damn. I don't, I mean... Although, as much as you guys are concerned about it, uh, Nate, with your uh, with Jonathan's knowledge of health, she seems fine by all means. Like physically fine. Physically fine so far. She she doesn't seem like the, she's in any impending danger. Or she's she's uh, being hurt. By this, she just—it seems like something won't allow her to wake yet. Okay, 
Well, um, I can heal basic ailments and physical wounds, and I've delved into some mental wounds and mental and psychological wounds before, but this is something way out of my pay grade. I think the best thing for now is to take her to, uh, to the medical stage and just keep her there until we know more. Yeah, um, as long as she's physically okay, as long as we have somebody watching over her, that'd be good. Um, I'm gonna... Pick as you say... I'll start going. No, go ahead. Go on. As, as you say, uh, someone, as long as someone watch her, you see uh, Peter just confidently sit right next to her head and just kind of lean down and like look at her at her uh, uh, temples a little bit and, and on her forehead as you see kind of cleans uh, some of the sweat off of her forehead. Oh, it's, uh... As he kind of looks up and does that little like, dog smile as he looks up towards you too. Definitely appreciate it. Um... Peter, if you want to come with us, we can, but I'd definitely rather have her in some trained medical hands. Uh, I'll give him a little pat on the head. Uh, did you see a medical sage? Uh, I'm going to ask you. I'm sure there's one around. All right. I mean, um, well, I'm... I'll stay with her for a minute. If you want to go try and find somebody, I'd rather not leave her alone. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and then I'm going to uh, I'm going to whistle, like kind of like a like the two figure whistle. As uh, as I'm going to cast uh, animal messenger, or like summon animal or animal messenger, um, whatever's relevant. And uh, sorry, Beckett, I'm gonna have to borrow your ink and quill. As I'm going to write down a message uh, saying that uh, uh, my friend Beckett is in some sort of comatose state, and we need to drop her off at the uh, at the medical wing or her medical facility is here, if any. He's sending this on a prescription pad because that's the only thing Beckett has on her bag. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> that is actually just really funny. <laughs> it's just a prescription pad. He's... Yeah. Um, you scroll through the first couple pages and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what does this even say? Could I? Uh, Alright, here's a blank okay. page. <laughs> Could I tell anything about the uh, aura of the water when I saw it? Does it, it like it doesn't seem like did it seem like? Uh, go ahead and roll me a knowledge arcana. Okay, I've been I I, I like since I got that when I went into sorcerer. That's why I wanted to get that book just so that I had like a reason to actually be somewhat knowledgeable in arcana because I get that as like a skill, you know. Uh, yeah, so and and. Uh... I hope it's it's pretty easy to to understand what what you unconsciously casted detect magic on yeah, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see where my sheet go. Oh, oh a sheet. Where did it go? 
It's gonna be an 18. It's gonna be an 18. Yes, sir. What can I tell you about the water? It... You get the idea that it is very pure and it seems to just be really connected within the earth and within knowledge and within memory. Okay. Um, with a clean rag from my bag, I think I'm going to dip it in that water and then um, put it on uh, like Beckett's forehead because of the, the sweating. As you uh, dip the rag within the water and place it on her forehead, you hear a sound as, as you see kind of steam begin to rise from the rag. As you go and, and kind of touch and readjust the rag as it seems it's getting warm. As you touch Beckett's head and it's still freezing. I'm gonna look at Yonatan and be like, "Did did you see that?" Yep. Um, I don't think that's good. If it's definitely far from normal. <laughs> um, <laughs> far from normal. <laughs> Fucking boiling water on her forehead. <laughs> 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 that old meat forehead instant morning tea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh jeez. Yeah, screw that. Um, I'm gonna throw the rag aside and pick up Beckett and go and find the medical area. <laughs> okay, uh, so we're going to go from uh, Alistair and Orgolan. As Alistair, you kind of step out in the hallway and kind of look down to, to your left and look down to your right. Which way do you go? Uh, when in doubt, go left. When in doubt, go left. As uh, you head left and uh, Orgolan, you kind of trail out a little bit and see Orgolan, uh, Orgolan as, as you see Alistair heading down the left passageway. Which way do you go? Um, I go to try and find the nature sages. Yeah, which way are you One going to do that? Left or uh, right? I'll go right. You go right. As uh, Alistair, you walk past a few empty rooms with the uh, with similar uh, lime green fire roaring in the center, um, not creating any smoke and still smelling of pine. As you walk past a room filled with uh, uh, a few uh, sages uh, dressed in in uh, their sage green uh, robes and, and white sashes around their waist. So you see their, their hair is sticking up in almost uh, almost as if it's perpetually within water or zero gravity as, a, as their lime green long hair sway slowly behind their bodies as they all kind of sit 
uh, interconnected hands as a meditator on this fire. Not going to want to interrupt that. Uh, I'll probably keep moving uh, to try to find a group that does not look as though they're occupied. Uh, you walk uh, past another room and and just kind of distantly uh, coming out of uh, coming around uh, this circular hallway as it's it's a circle around a large tree. Um, you see uh, the the nature sage Yudasil kind of walking gracefully down, uh, humming uh, uh, to themselves as as they morning. Ah, good morning. Uh, I have questions about, uh, the nature of, uh, all of the revelations that have come to light inside of, uh, my group inside of the last day or so. Well, of uh, course, I'm here to answer anything that you need. Please, uh, would you like a cup of tea? As he kind of, uh, ushers you in, into the room that you stand here. I appreciate the offer, but, uh, I, I don't actually drink or eat anything that isn't magically produced. It, it just doesn't sit well with my stomach. Oh, well, how interesting, as uh, he kind of waves his hands for a moment as you see this uh, uh, greenish golden light uh, emit around his, his hand. As he kind of waves it around for a moment. See, uh, just the, the most delicious looking red apple you've seen in your life. Lovely. May I? I am, I am at your service, my friend. I I appreciate it. I really do not understand the significance of what has transpired with the the the, the member of your organization, your Jonathan, the yes. Angel of yes. Autumn. Yes. Yes. Uh, Might I explain? I would love to have a more detailed understanding. Well, in in the time before time, there was um, a war between the Celestials. Um, those as, as, as we would consider the good aligned and those we would consider as ill aligned. Um, the gods... Uh, clashed with their father, the creator, the Evadark, as he seek to destroy the realms and the creatures that they have created within their power. And the Evadark um, felt a, a, an idea of jealousy as, as his way of creation was as he does. You cannot create something from nothing. And so he took power from the Everdark. He took power from himself and created these beings. And so the gods uh, created the realms, as you know, them, Shadowguard, the, the Fey realm, and uh, the Aetherwilds. Okay. Um, whilst... Uh, the Everdark tried to reset the universe, if you will. Um, the gods fought back and they pleaded to 
the dragons and, and hoped that they would fight alongside them. Some of them did, and, well, some of them didn't. Um, namely, um, Zodak, the black dragon, among a few others, like the blue and the red dragon. Um, but some, some fought for, with the gods, like Tyriel the white and Varus the green dragon, uh, our patron. And in payment and gratitude, uh, the god of peace and light, Paylor, granted uh, Varus a gift of the stars, as Varus found them uh, infinitely beautiful. And that's what technically we are. Fallen stars as, as gifts from Paylor to Varus. So... All, all of the sages are fallen stars? Ah, uh, well, most of us. Some are uh, druids who have found a home uh, within our enclave, and some just lost souls looking for a home. But, uh, uh, yeah, I would believe most of us are fallen stars. Do many of you have memory of time before the fall? It's strange. I... I remember a bright light and the, the most beautiful vision of this, this green and blue orb. I, I can't describe it to you, but it was the most beautiful thing I've seen, and it's, it's within my dreams every time I sleep. And the beautiful, beautiful light of a, a bright star near me as, as I was... Distance is, is weird. I felt beside it yet so far from it. It was, it was beautiful. One day I may return to the skies. That was truly poetic. I do a bit of writing myself. Keeps me grounded. Yeah. In more than one way? <laughs> uh, you could say. So who are you, Alistair? Why have you come? Oh, I, I am of no consequence. I'm just a merchant that stumbled his way into something that is clearly so much bigger than myself right now. Are you a <laughs> denier of destiny? I feel I... as though everything happens for a reason. You have found these folk and they have found you for a reason. The reason may not be yet clear to any of us. I believe that it's up to ourselves to shape our destiny rather than to simply wait and hope and wish upon the furthest of all dreams and hopes that what will come is what they desire. I'd sooner take an act of man over an act of God. How lovely. You are a, you are a man of earth. 
your technologies and your master of the arcane. Very impressive. Master is a little bit of an elaborate expression, I think. Please, are I you not a sage of technology? I am a talented journeyman. I'm sure that there are far greater skilled engineers than I. Well, we are all on a journey. I'm sure your mastery will grow with you, my, my friend. Well, we shall see. Is there anything you seek? Uh, usually, I chase coin and ambition. <laughs> I am a very simple man. Well, simplicity is key. Shall you walk with me? Certainly. Let's see, kind of gestures his arm out towards you. I'll certainly take it. As you, you take, take his with, arm. Uh, my non mithril arm. <laughs> ah, you take his arm and begin to walk up. Oh, arm in arm. I've, it just uh, begins to. Uh oh. Can you still hear us at least? Oh, there he goes. Mithril, he says. <laughs> yes, that's very interesting. Sorry about that. All good. As you you uh, walk arm in arm, he just begins to hum towards himself. No, no conversation. Just, just, uh, just a dull hum. As you listen to the melody, you just you find just uh, an odd sense of peace as you even subconsciously begin to nod your head towards the melody as you walk. Orgolan, you walking the right, uh, uh, walking from the right passage as you uh, walk along, seeing uh, Alistair and Yudristril arm in arm walking towards you. Ah, uh, hello. Morning. Good morning, Norgolem. Have you found peace in your sleep? A little bit. That's... Uh... Also, it's something I've come to ask you for. I am your servant. A little help. Um, would you happen to have any exercises or modes of meditation that I may try? Meditation. Please, follow me. As he gestures his, his other arm out towards you. I walk beside him. Do you take his arm or you just walk beside him? Just walk beside him. He understands, kind of 
moves his head a little bit gracefully and just says, oh, oh well. And uh, as you guys begin to, to walk around this uh, circular hallway, you pass by uh, the the room that Chris passed by with the with the meditating sa meditating sages. So he says, oh, "One moment," as he uh, takes his arm from Alistair and just politely taps one of the sages on the shoulder. He looks up. They whisper to each other. See, uh, the meditating sage kind of drops uh, all uh, the the other two sages. Uh, hands as he moves from the meditation circle. Hello, my name is Filsha. I uh, see you. I hear you need uh, some assistance in meditation, dear friend. That would be lovely. So you see uh, they kind of reach up uh, into their hair and pluck uh, a bright green leaf um, from their hair. Say, please, would you sit with me? I I nod and follow. As uh, they sit cross-legged uh, facing you. And uh, uh, please, place your palms face up. Open-handed, please. All right. As uh, uh, they place a leaf into your left hand, they sit uh, kind of uh, cross-legged, also open hand, facing you. I would like you to close your eyes, steady your breath, and call to the wind to carry the leaf from your left to your right hand. Rumi concentration. Actually, don't. Uh, Rumi D one hundred. Okay. So you know how the D100 goes from 1 to 100, right? Yeah. I selected a number, and if you got the number, you would have gotten it instantly. You were one number off. No. Was it 54? It was 54, and you said 53. No! Can you just give oh, me uh, one moment? I shall be right back. Oh. Damn it. Alas, no perfect uh, on the first go. You were right there, buddy. You were right there. I know. On the precipice <sighs> of enlightenment. Damn it. Well... A drinks not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> no. And as you sit and focus, Orgolan, 
you just focus, 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 focus. You squint your eyes and kind of peek your eyes open a little bit. The leaf hasn't moved. All right. Patience. Patience. Here, listen, listen. Do you hear that? The birds? With the rustle between the branches? Do we need to roll for listen or? No. no. Just, just. I just hear them. Do you listen? Yes. Focus on the energy around you. Focus on the leaf, not on your hand. Focus beyond your comprehension. You are... Act as if you are not you, and you are as if the leaf fluttered in the wind. Focus. As Tobin... Uh, Carrying Beckett uh, within his arms, kind of rushes out of the room. I am going to follow as well. Where do you go? Um, so is it just like hallways? Is there anything we can see as we walk out of the room going either way? Uh, it's just it's a it's a circular hallway with uh, with a few uh, rooms uh, on the the left hand side of the hallway. I'll go the left way then. I just kind of peer into the rooms as I walk by. See You're peering into the room. Uh, the first and second room are empty, as you see Alistair, Yidrasil, uh, standing in the doorway uh, near the third room. As you, you approach and see uh, Orgolan meditating with another sage. Um, I kind of, like, peek my head in with Becca Silver rooms. I'll be like, uh, I... Excuse me, I hope I'm not interrupting anything, but, uh, do you have somewhere for magic and or medical help? Yes, of course. Is, is she alright? Uh, I'm not sure. I, uh, I noticed some sort of magical fog around her head, and I don't know what the deal is with the water in the room, but I soaked a rag in it and put it on our forehead, and it began to almost steam, and... She seems to be in this comatose state, and we don't know what to do. Uh, you see the the look change. Uh, the look on Yudrasil's face change from kind of concern to a little bit more of like a fear look. Let me take her, please. I'll uh, hand him to her or her to him. Please. She'll be all right. I'll keep an eye on her. He rushes down uh, down a few rooms and places her down and and uh, begins to to meditate and, and and try and try and help and wipe the sweat from her forehead as as he exits away as uh, the the four of you stand uh, near each other while Gorlin meditating as. Uh, Idrisil kind of exits the room that he placed Beckett down, whispers uh, to some sages walking down as they kind of hurriedly walk away as Idrisil makes his way back towards the group. She's in good hands. Now, 
Is there any way I can help the rest of you? Um, there is something that you could do for me. Of course. Um, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to balance, uh, I'm trying to be rebalanced with nature. Um, I was wondering, um, I was wondering if there's like anything you could do to help me along the way. Of course. This is what we are here for. Now, okay. bring Peter. We have a lot to cover in such a little time. And um, to the rest of you, please do not be concerned about the amount of time you stay here. We are blessed in the fact that we run on the fate time. So, three days in your world equates to one in ours. So, uh, when you exit this place, it will uh, it will only be a few hours. Or if you would like to stay any any longer, you have time. You can stay here and rest and train. One day in here is three days out there. No, uh, or one day, in, um, or three days in three here days in is here one day, is out, one day there. out there. Okay. I could get a lot of crafting done inside of a very short amount of time. Um, yes. <clears throat> I'm gonna sit out in the hallway near the room where they took to took Beckett and start reading my my book on Arcana to try and uh, to look at both what possibly could have happened with me suddenly being able to see the like the Arcana like that as well as um anything about like um Arcana in based like comatose states I don't know well I just know my book that I got was like sort of like a history of Arcana I'm just kind of looking through it to see if anything like related to either so you to skim through the books uh, Yonatan would you like to describe the uh, the training that you and the other angels of autumn uh, get up to uh, for the rest of your day I believe you are muted uh, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna consult my notes for this one because, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it, dude. You can consult your notes. Just, uh, uh, I know you. You wrote a little bit of a um, paragraph on on what training you get up to this evening, and I feel like it would be better described from from your words. Uh, yeah. Uh, so as um, so Jonathan and Peter, um just go off uh just go down the hall with the uh with the sage um and just going through uh various rooms uh and exercises um you know just working on uh communication with each other uh Jonathan, uh learning uh uh learning certain uh words and phrases in uh in owl so that 
or Griffin speaks so that he can communicate with Griffin more effect, uh, with Peter more effectively, uh, as well uh, as vice versa, Peter uh, learning to respond to more druidic words and commands. Um, you know, uh, definite um, taking some training uh, with animals, uh, especially wild animals or corrupted animals. Um, you know, just taking in, just uh, just taking in uh, how certain animals will communicate through body language. Um, you know, and then Peter uh, getting Peter getting training from the animal handler uh, on how to be uh, more disciplined, on being more disciplined, and uh, just uh, like not being uh, as wild. Um, and then going back to the meditation circles, uh, Yonatan uh, focusing in the meditation circles, he would focus on his experience and combat with the corrupted animals that he's in, that he's encountered so far. Um, just you know, he flashes back to the uh, to the blue spawn ambusher. Uh, that he ruthlessly killed uh, back in the Fae, back in where the Fae live. And he just speaks to himself in his mind, never again. Never again will I be like that. Uh, and then... Uh, going down to the animal handler, uh, going down to the animal handler once more, uh, he gets uh, more training on how to handle uh, a vast amount of animals uh, and how to charm them and become uh, his companions and friends and stuff like that, as well as uh, as well as uh, Yonatan and Peter learning how to work together in not just uh, not just as two separate beings, but as one being as well. And the final sage you work with, the elemental sage. Uh, yeah, I'm. I work with the uh, elemental sage uh, to. I work with the elemental sage to uh, try and control uh, this uh, fear of fire that he has, and uh, not. And he would learn not to be afraid of fire, but to understand that. Yonatan doesn't have to be afraid of it and that fire is a valuable tool that he can use not only offensively but defensively and utility-wise as well. 
as Jonathan trains with the sages to better himself and his connections. Or Golan, roll me a D100. Yeah, that's definitely going to do it. Uh, 95. Mm. You better not say you made the DC 96. (laughs) You hear just a little... As a little uh, fly uh, passes by your ears and kind of shakes you out of concentration. Um, Tobin, as you research within your book, you kind of flipping within pages. You, you you begin to read a few pages, and you just get frustrated. And you just flip to a random page, and you see just a spell descriptor. Detect magic. So you begin to read and kind of understand and comprehend. You're like, this is this is what I experienced. Just just uh, you know, I I did that. How did I do this? So you, you begin to, to read further and you, you flip a few more pages you find uh, uh, a few entries on divine magic and you, you see this entry uh, it says um, you know occasionally a, a spellcaster with connections to higher entities may fall in within deep sleeps uh, if this higher entity wants to to communicate or to um, uh, be with with the caster and, and to keep them within their realm of existence before waking. Um, as I kind of flip through and read about these, I'll uh, pull out like um, some ink and like a and a quill and take notes about them as well as note the pages and kind of like. Um, make little bookmarks on the pages that uh, contain that information as well. And just continue reading for like other interesting mm-hmm. things. Beckett. Lovely. You went to bed last night really late. You you stayed up a little bit as you you watched all your your companions drift off to sleep as you continued uh, uh, researching into your alchemy books. You stared at the words as they became fuzzy as your conscious drifted into your subconscious as you found sleep. As you open your eyes and find yourself within the the similar circular uh, quartz temple with the with the uh, kind of dusty yellow smoke obscuring all around the temple. You see the the tables filled with various uh, alchemy equipment and uh, tinctures and and vials and uh, burners and and all sorts of alchemy and potion making equipment. As you back, as you're back, as you uh, know it within the poison's laboratory.
if Beckett is here. I'll note everything down just in case. She does appear to be muted regardless. Yes. Um, with it being quarter after eight, do we want to maybe send a message on the chat and take like a quick break? Yeah, I just I just sent a message to them. Now we'll uh, we'll go on a quick break and then uh, we'll hopefully be back with Beckett, where I'll redescribe that whole thing. Awesome. All right. It wasn't that much. I'll I'll redescribe it. Let's go on a quick break and uh, we'll see you all in just a minute. All right, as Beckett. You, uh, having uh, a litter sleep than the rest of the group, uh, kind of watching them all, all drift off peacefully, you kind of staying up uh, by the by the, uh, the lime firelight, you uh, uh, flicking through your alchemy books. And as, as you look and read later and later, later into the night, you see the, the words begin to blur as you... Uh, begin to fade off from your conscious and your subconscious as you open your eyes and you find yourself in the same circular quartz temple surrounded by the dusty yellow smoke surrounding the circular broken down temple. You see the, the various tables with uh, various uh, vials and tinctures and burners and uh, various amounts of ingredients as you find yourself back within the poison's uh, laboratory. Is there anything different from the laboratory from last time? Or is it pretty much the exact same? Uh, on, on one of the tables, you just see a large chunk of charcoal. Are there any other large quantities of things? <laughs> nope, just just that on on one of the one of the tables. Uh, the various other uh, potion ingredients uh, that you would normally find are uh, on on the uh, uh, ingredients table. And next to that, you see the the various burners and vials where you would uh, produce your tinctures and cook them and. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a very well thought out station. Just the one thing out of place is this large piece of charcoal just on, sitting on one of the tables. Uh, I'm going to walk over to the charcoal and um, um, I guess examine it and look at it if there's a piece I can like pull off. Roll me a knowledge alchemy. Sure. Knowledge alchemy or craft alchemy? Mm hmm. Craft knowledge. Um, I'll do craft because it's better. And uh, it's, twenty-two. Yeah, sure. Sure. So you examine it. It is a piece of charcoal. <laughs> uh, nothing particular. Like that's probably what makes it weirdest the most it's just it seems so out of place everything else is perfect and this you know not everything else is, is lined up as if someone with OCD 
made this entire laboratory, and this is just strewn out on a table, mess and mess and all, as it's kind of stained part of the these oddly white tables. Mm-hmm. So you begin to examine this piece of charcoal. You hear. You see the poison uh, with his his uh, strange leather jacket with a bunch of uh, buckles and zippers and uh, his his long dark pants uh, similarly with buckles and uh, zippers all over it. As you see uh, his face, his hands, it takes a form. His hands take the ghastly form of almost like sharp claws. And his head taking the form, almost like Ghost Rider, but taking the form of a ghastly gas gas mask. Yeah, I was right. Ghastly gas mask. (laughs) If you will. Okay. Um, He kind of uh, appears behind you. Beckett! Welcome back. I've missed you. Thank you. What's the large amount of charcoal for. <laughs> we'll cover that later. Have you been? <laughs> Are you Good. okay? Has, have you tested any of my gifts? Uh, not personally. Some of my friends and colleagues have, but I've yet to try some of them myself. You haven't tried the potion yet, have you? <laughs> No, really, not yet. What? Scared, child? Oh, finding a good circumstance for it. Mm. An opportunist like myself. Yes. You are like me, Beckett. We can have a great future. I propose a trade. You might be a little bit hesitant at first, but please, it's for your benefit, of course. You have delved into, yeah, what I would describe as the surface of alchemy. You do not know its true capabilities. Come. I'll show you what I have in mind. And he takes uh, a vial of uh, cobalt blue potion as he pours it, like just kind of pours it uh, over the piece of charcoal. So you see as it as he pours it on, the, the brown-black texture changes to a shining gold. As this, this log of charcoal becomes instantly becomes a brick of solid gold. The myth is true. Hmm. Through alchemy, all things is possible. I can open your eyes to so much more. The things you can do. The things we can do. All I require, I'm afraid, I need more blood. 
for an experiment, please. I and also my survivalhood depends on it. Beckett, I need you. Okay, I know he's not humanoid, but is there a is there a way I can somehow like analyze how he needs it to survive, if that makes sense? Like I'm trying to do doctor shit even though he's not human. <laughs> I just don't know how to word it. Um do you have access to knowledge alchemy or knowledge uh, arcana? Sorry? Yes I do. Uh, go ahead and roll me Knowledge Arcana. Okay. Uh, that is a 16. Yeah. As you look upon the poison's being uh, and, and begin to try and analyze him uh, medicinally, you kind of look uh, at 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 his his face and his hands. He seems more akin to a ghost than a creature. Okay. As as you you can't really comprehend why or what he would need blood for, as he just doesn't seem to run on blood. Yeah. Okay. Um. Darling, trust me. You shall benefit from it in the end. Of course. Not that I have not yet. Um, just for my sake and possibly my colleagues and friends, um, this might not be the safest thing to be doing on a weekly basis. <laughs> just keep in mind... <laughs> One dose should uh, uh, one dose should help my appetite for the time being. As is his ghastly gas mask form kind of tilts his head, you just get a weird sense that he's smirking beneath it. Uh. Can I do a sense motive? Go for it. Uh -huh. Um, that is a twenty-two. You can't read this thing. <laughs> Shit. Um. Okay. Um. Can I, I, I did the drawing of the blood last time, right? Or did he? I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember. Okay. So I will leave that up to choice. Did you or did he? I'm going to say it was a joint effort, but this time I'm just going to do it myself. <laughs> how do you, how do you do it? Um... And also, what's your max, max HP? Uh, 80. Okay. Uh, are there any medical supplies around us? 
uh, around you. There's a yeah. few. Uh, within within his lab, laboratory, there is. Is there anything I could use to like do this safely? <laughs> um, there's a medical scalpel near him. Okay. Yeah, I'll make that work. I'll just, I guess, uh, <laughs> um, I'll just make a little tiny nick just above my elbow so it's like somewhat hidden if it reappears during um when I wake up because I don't also remember if that happens but yeah mm -hmm. and then I'm gonna give him enough but not a lot would you is there a determined amount of hit points that you would like to sacrifice? I could just pick any number. <laughs> uh, sure. Sure, we'll go to four. Pick it. What? <sighs> I need this. As he reaches towards your hands, as he as his ghastly hands grab yours, you feel your muscles just weaken for a moment. I need your help. Um. More, Beckett. I need more to survive, and you need my help. Let's help each other. Yes, but I have to save my strength for myself. If I'm gone, if I'm gone, you're gone. Please don't make this harder than it has to be. Who said I was making it harder? I'm doing what you've asked. He squeezes your hands because you're going to lose 38 hit points. Jesus! <laughs> and you awaken from your slumber. Like, am I in any pain or just like... Oh, absolutely. Back? As you awaken the, the sages around you and Tobin, you kind of uh, uh, raise your eyes from your book as you hear just a yelp of pain as you see small scars dragged upon her entire body. Yeah. Small scars as, as just her white robes are just soaked in a little bit of blood on, on all parts of her body. Yeah, I'm gonna close my book quickly, shove it in my bag and kind of run in there. Not to like get in in the way of the nature sages, but just to, like, get a closer look. As they all look to each other in fear and begin to um, um, cast incantations of, of healing spells as instantly as you lose these 38 hit points, you're going to regain as much hit points as they all cast um, cure medium wounds on you and curing everything up to full. Okay. But uh, as you feel these these wounds instantly just scar up all over your body. Fun. <laughs> um, 
you awaken in a in a shock of of pain. Yeah, I'm gonna have Beckett like get up, like sit up after she stops screaming, <laughs> um, and kind of just like I guess move away from the nature stages because I I, I don't really like people, so it's like just get away from all the nature sages. I know she's never gotten along with the the nature healing community, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I'm just gonna check what I can see on myself, so like my arms and my hands for all those nicks. Make sure none of them are like too big or anything. Almost as if someone took uh, a small razor blade and just dragged it up across various parts of your body. Um, all of them are closed up and fine? All of like... them have, have been closed up and scarred over by the healing magic of the druids. Okay. Um. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna check myself over. Um. As you check yourself over, you feel in your pocket just a, a heavy, heavy weight. I'll pull it out of my pocket. <laughs> You pull out the large uh, charcoal log that has been turned into solid gold, probably worth about 3,000 gold pieces. Um, probably gonna, even like, more than that, probably closer to five. Beckett's going to just drop it at her feet, kind of in shock. And just kind of stare at it. <laughs> um, yeah, Tobin's gonna come up now and be like, uh, Beckett? Yeah, yeah, what's up? Um, are you, how are you feeling? Um, I, I thought your mother put me through hell, but poison's coming up pretty close. Uh, uh, Tom's gonna put on like obviously he was concerned, but now he's gonna put on a kind of like more um serious look and be like, "Listen, I know I'm not necessarily as close to you as someone like Calduin is, but at this point we're all in this together, and we've had enough issues with everybody and the thought of losing everybody. So you have some some damn explaining to do. What the hell was that?" I I saw that same smoke that we saw at that temple around you, and definitely magical in nature. What what is, what exactly is this poison? You haven't told us a lot about it. You really haven't, and it seems like it's more important now than ever. To be honest, I'm still learning about it. I feel like something new happens every single time. Like, this gold is new. Um, yeah, I, I'm still not sure what's happening, but as much as what happens to me during these, uh, poison comas, um, seems dangerous, 
at the current moment, it has been helping us. So, with that information, you do not have to worry. I think I am fine. I, I'm not sure that I understand exactly what it is, but uh, with definitely some sort of higher being and not that I have to tell you of all people, but tread lightly with them. Like you said, you thought Jessima put you through hell and there's all this. So just, just be careful. Oh, was, I probably shouldn't have pushed the buttons I pushed today, but eh, you know me. <laughs> I'm gonna pick up my massive fucking gold bar and walk back to our space, I guess. Or Golan. Hello. You have been meditating for the better part of probably three hours to your opinion unsuccessful as you have attempted with all your might to call to the fucking wind to try and move the flower or to, to try and move the leaf. So you, you sat three hours you've been sitting here. Your legs are cramping fucking so hard as you are focusing, focusing, focusing. Images flash into your mind. You've uh, the first image. You've been here before. It's this uh, shining, bright city uh, built on an oasis within a massive desert. You find yourself back in the city of Ragnar. The second flash, you look uh, facing the southwest uh, area of the city. And the third flash, you see a building built atop of the Ragnar rocks just on the edge of the city. Um, as you see this large, uh, temple built on top of this large mountain. As your mind can't fucking hold it any longer as you open your eyes, the leaf hasn't moved. And the sage you were meditating with and all the sages, uh, who are meditating by the fire have left the room as you're left alone within this room leaf still in your hand. Fuck it. I, I just start tossing it up in the air, catching it with the other hand. <laughs> I just keep doing that. I can do that just fine. What the fuck does the wind have to do with this bullshit? <sighs> okay.
One last time. Roll me a D100. 74. You just sit there and just let all out an almost defeated breath as you say. One more go. As you exhale, you just feel the leaf drift from your hand. But it does not go to your right hand. You open your eyes and you see it gracefully drifts out a window. I sit there confused for a second. That did not go as planned. You sit there and contemplate and not a voice but a phrase enters your mind. Peace comes to those who wait. And with that, I think the rest of you uh, have all, after uh, a little bit of your training and exploration, have found your way back into uh, the room that Beckett uh and Tobin are in as, as the four of you wait and Orgolan finds his way probably to uh, the room you all are uh, stayed in. Ma'am, you look like a blood-covered checkerboard. Give me a minute. Opens up the uh, enveloping pit. I'm down. Oh, he missed me during my prime. <laughs> he missed the he missed the mask and trench coat and everything. Shit, he thought this was bad. <laughs> For a few minutes, you haven't seen nothing yet. <laughs> After a few minutes, Alistair climbs back out with the spare artisan's outfit. So, shirt, pants with string, uh, a cap, and a leather apron. We'll get, we'll get it washed up with prestidigitation later, but just change into something less... Oh. I appreciate it, but the blood's kind of my style. <laughs> uh, uh, Be thankful uh, it's all her own blood this time. Yeah, most of it. We hope. I don't know what happened there. Could be anything. <laughs> Could be his for all I know. <laughs> Alistair still leaves them uh, inside of a pile and uh, <laughs> steps with uh, steps back out of the room with his back to the adjacent wall. Yudrasil <laughs> <laughs> uh, makes their way down the hallway. And uh, just kind of puts their arm around you. Be calm. Their journey has only begun. A journey of letting? 
Wait till I pull the leeches out. <laughs> that at least is a proven medical procedure. <laughs> now, you all have a hand in fate. Now, please, I have received images of possible future. I think I know where your next step of your journey might lead. It will help you save your friend and maybe in turn help your friend knees find his home. We're all ears, then. Head southwest. You will come across a clearing. It will be apparent to you. From there, uh, I see a ray of sunshine and bright lights and a fog, but Beyond that, I could not tell any further. A clearing in the forest? Yes. Um, what time would it be kind of like in the day now? Um, it's been... A day and four hours, so I would say it's. You got there. Pretty, it's just reaching dusk about now, and in, in the the Bala Shores, it's just about to reach dusk. I'll kind of look around at everyone. So, shall we leave in the morning? And I'll kind of mostly look at Yonatan. Uh, have you gotten what you came here for? My friend? You may be muted if you're talking. Um, would I, out of character question, uh, would I have all of the training in one day? Uh, I don't think your training is complete, but it's it's a good start. And you um, would you would train to everything that we've discussed, as far as your uh, companion goes, and and the spells that you want to learn. I would believe that you were taught those. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I I can just do what the sages taught me to do, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I can just like follow their training techniques. Yeah, and and further your training within uh, yourself and and your knowledge of nature. Yeah, sorry. Would you um, guys like just give me like one more on this sort of thing? Yeah. Uh, my my vision, unfortunately, of your futures was unclear, but uh, I, I I the the direction I could 
point out clear as day and the clearing I'm unfamiliar with and the sunshine um, this far deep into the forest confuses me as we have not seen much daylight come through the canvas of, of the Marswell Forest in, in some time. Yeah, that sounds right up our alley. Weird shit in places it shouldn't be. So do we head out in the morning then? I don't see why not. Alright, uh, get your rest. Don't fall into any comas. Uh, kind of like give Vegas a little stare down. Um, Flip him off while he's looking at me. <laughs> and uh, we'll head out in the morning. Well, before dinner this evening, I think I'm going to uh, slip into my workshop. I've got some uh, matters to discuss with my homunculi. Mm. Sounds good to you. Sounds good to me. So, what is uh, Alistair get up to this evening as the the rest of the group find rest? Well, uh, after I unfold my uh, my enveloping pit, I'm probably going to descend about three levels down in order to crack open uh, my workshop along with my dedicated right homunculus. What's a homunculus? I use it. Uh, I use one in um, the other campaign. Uh, it is a t it's a construct that crafted itself that basically functions as a type of artificial familiar. Uh, it is uh, part of me, as it were, as it has a about a pint of my blood inside of. Uh, Does it speak to you? Uh, well, it is an intelligent creature, but uh, it's it's fairly limited. I mean, it still has an intent, which is average enough. Okay. Can I give it a voice, just for fun? Yes, absolutely. Uh, what form does it take? Uh, it... Well, I can show you a picture of what the dedicated rite looks like. Is it? Is it... It's not your big cat, right? No, no, no. It is okay. a... It is a tiny thing that's uh, slightly smaller than a uh, than a halfling. All right, it's humanoid in form. Yes. All right. Uh, if you could send me a picture, just so I can uh, look at what I'm voicing here, that would be awesome. Absolutely. It is a dedicated right, and I am loading up a picture right now and sending it to you via discord uh, da, da, da. I just I wanna I want to say this out loud I just opened up the drunkards and dumbasses uh, chat and Yonatan says <laughs> Beckett be like yeah I know when that plug line bling that can only mean one thing <laughs> And that's how we'll know when the point is coming to bug Beckett. <laughs> that is gold. That's a fucking national treasure right there. Uh, sorry, which one is this? Gosh. The dedicated right down here? Chris? The dedicated right? Uh, the yes. furthest to the right? Yes. 
as, as you descend down to the the, uh, the third level of your workshop. Vassar! <laughs> we have a project to work on. Excellent! How may I be of service to you, Master? We are going to be working on a couple of wands. Wands! Excellent, my master. You are el always the most eloquent of minds. Well, I am always uh, humbled to be of service. We're going to need the ruby etchers and uh, the ebon. So we're going right to away, right away. As he begins to scurry off and, and search through uh, various shelves and chests to find the materials needed. I, on the other hand, am going over to the bookshelf and starting to pry through uh, the assorted sigils that I believe that I'm going to need. Okay, gonna need earth, fire, of course, as the basis, uh, projections, and... Uh, uh, for the rest of you, I just sent the uh, the picture to the chat. Oh my god, it's so cute. <laughs> Why is that adorable? I always thought that it looked like a dwarf baby that was subject to far too many surgeries. Absolutely. <laughs> it's adorable. Whatever in service I, is needed by my master. We're going to be creating wands of uh, fl flame sand. Flame sand, excellent. I didn't know when this adventure had started that I was going to be bounding my way in a band of conflict-addled uh, misanthropes, but it seems as though we've landed where we have. Best at least be armed as appropriate. Of course. Have you made any gold off them, my master? Now that you mention it, no. Mm, your services Private. are wasted. You deserve yes. more, my, my good sir. As always, but I remember that one of them promised that they were interested inside of the uh, inside of the decanter. So we will see. Oh, the decanter, excellent, sir. That is your most eloquent of uh, ingenious builds, my friend. Uh, I cannot tell you how humbled I was and how how inferior I felt towards you, my good sir. You are the most excellent and ingenious of folk. For uh, doing this craft, we're going to need to uh, make a use magic device check in order to try to pull this guy off. We're looking at a caster level 10, I believe, for uh, for these uh, flame sand wands. So Yeah, go for it, my friend. Let's see. My... If you couldn't tell, I'm, I, I really enjoyed his voice. I am glad. Uh, so, magic device and okay, that is a twenty-five on day one. So let's see. Uh, 
That, I believe, should be enough to cover the spell level requirements for, for what's needed. Uh, I mean, as far as I know, it sounds right. <laughs> I don't know. He's a much more of a stickler for rules than I am, so he knows more than I do. <laughs> DC 20 plus caster level. No, actually, I didn't make it. Uh, well, that'll have to wait then for day two. Ah, master! A slight error, but you will sh you shall overcome it very soon. I am certain. We have about three weeks that we can practice this out until I do succeed. Excellent. We shall work through the night. I shall prepare you a nice cup of coffee. Delightful. I am yours, my master. As he begins uh, to trot off and, and begin to, to brew an arcane uh, cup of coffee. Yeah. Uh, the and... rest of you... Sorry, go on. Oh, no, uh, by all means. No, I, if you have more, go for it. Not especially. All right. As the rest of you uh, begin to find your rest, uh, still with that um, itch of learning, Tobin stays up researching his book further and further. You notice uh, within... Uh, this the the book you you notice a, a spell that's been written out. It's known as Eolus's uh, dagger of uh, dagger of ice. And you see, just scribbled in the corner, just in very messy cursive writing. Uh, you just see details of the spell that that are not vocalized within the text. It's just written in ink and writing. And then it's just signed with a, a, a very fancy cursive G. As you kind of look over the spell and you, you think, well, this, is, this is relatively simple to do. And as you read this out, it is like you read, read the spell and you're like, this seems complicated. And then you look at the footnotes. Uh, written by this mysterious G character, and, and, and it just it makes sense to you the the way he he describes it and, and describes a certain portion of the incantation that was unfamiliar to you. Uh, okay. Um. What's the uh, uh... Like, what kind of spell is it? Like, is it, like, a projectile, or is it, like, just, like... A... It's a projectile. Okay. Um... With us... Did I see anything that looked, like, courtyardy and not, like, gonna disturb somebody if I were to try it uh, around here as I was like looking through rooms and stuff? Yeah, um, 
if you uh, just kind of to your to your right a little bit, you saw uh, a bit of like a uh, a training room with a bit more of uh, fortified walls that are just kind of on a stoop down. That's a little bit more open concept than the rest of the enclosed uh, uh, attachments uh, or the housing. Uh, okay, um, I'll head out there and. Um start gathering any um, components that uh, that I need from like some of the stuff I got from uh, from Kiriki as well as you know, start like practicing the words and reading the um, inscriptions of how to perform it like the more simplified version and I'll, uh, I'll take a deep breath and perform the necessary action. Is there like a? Is this like a real spell? Can I look this up and kind of like describe like what it would look like? Ah, uh, no, this is homebrew. I'm okay. gonna send it to you. Uh, as you perform the incantations and do the hand motions, uh, the way that the uh, the footnotes have described to you, you expend your hand out as you see three small daggers of ice expend expend from your hand and smack into each of the dummies in front of you. They seem to deal a little bit of damage, and 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 you feel it's just like an idea of like disappointment. You're like, man, I was hoping this would do more. You look upon the daggers as they just explode into shards of ice, as it completely wrecks all of the dummies that it uh, plunged into, oh. as, as their entire chest and heads explode into uh, uh, a fury of hay and twigs and leaves. Um, as they kind of like, and some ice shards, as they kind of explode, like as I'm kind of looking at it, I'm going to walk away, and then like hearing some look back and see it, I kind of like take cover and like duck behind like a, a log, and then I kind of like I'll peer my head over, <laughs> kind of look at my hands, and then look back at the spell, and uh, kind of like you know give myself a pat on the back and just kind of like look around. Um, kind of clear. You, oh, go ahead. You look around and you hear a voice plunge into your mind. Everything you know is about to change. Um. Hello? You call into an empty room around you. Uh, I'll kind of just take one more look around and then clean up and start to clean up the, uh, the dummies the best I can. Uh, before grabbing my book, um, kind of like looking at the inscription one more time, just kind of like, like, thanks for that, you know, uh, and start to pack up to realizing it's getting pretty late to go to bed, still kind of keeping like, although enough of like this kind of stuff has happened to us where I'm like, 
pretty sure it it's wasn't a regular that was like, yeah somebody that wasn't like actually there so but still kind of just keeping an eye on like you know my surroundings and whatnot heading off to bed you all awaken in the morning the uh the bright sun uh protruding in through the small windows around this circular uh bright almost like bamboo wood uh interior hey um quick question for you uh do yeah you remember when we first got to this continent and i believe it was in a cave there were some uh initials and stuff on a wall is it a uh, it wasn't this continent but it was if it was it wasn't this continent. Sorry, I forgot we're not. In, uh, uh, could you just give me a history check? Yeah. It's a low DC, but uh, just a history check. Uh, what kind? Like what kind of history? Or is that just? A uh, yeah. If you don't have uh, knowledge history, it would just be a straight knowledge roll. Oh, okay. Hold on. Oh, yeah, my f I forgot I have my cheat on my phone right now. Knowledge. Yeah, I don't know. So just a regular knowledge rule. So that'll be a 16. What'd you say? 16? Yeah. The same exact cheat. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And just kind of realizing that, like, uh, just kind of going to bed and be like, you just look at it one more time and be like, huh. And then not really knowing what to do with said information. <laughs> just uh, get ready for bed. Yeah. The day dawns, a new sun uh, arises from the east as uh, you all honestly seemingly to wake at the same time with, a, with an invigorated sense of, of energy and direction and almost excitement to, to continue further and, and, and learn more about the events unfolding around you. As excited with his newfound ability, Tobin wakes first, with his memory still on that same G, written in his it, it, written in his uh, book, same on the cave wall up in the uh, Cerberus Hills in Nudaria. Me just trying to make sure I remember to uh, to ask Kiriki about it. <laughs> I'm gonna note it down. I just gotta remember to remember I noted it down. Yep. Uh, Yonatan wakes uh, with his newfound energy and, and excitement of learning new abilities and learning about himself. And... The rest of you awaking, Beckett with, with your uneasiness uh, now surrounding the poison. Or Golan with the confusion of the leaf exiting the window. 
and Alistair. Excitement for another day and a new day of crafting and, and building exotic and new creative uh, things. I don't know. I had another word in my brain, but it shut off. Creations, ingenuity, I don't know. Do all awake and, and uh, see Yudrasil walk in with a with a platter of uh, small uh, floral teacups and a large uh, teapot. For your journey, my friends, please. Might I offer you some tea? I would love some tea. I will wait until after I've dealt with the more pressing obsession. It's a terrible curse, but it keeps focused. Of course. Opens up the enveloping pit again and climbs on in. Uh, those of you who drink the tea, uh, who drinks the tea? I'm the odd one. Uh, before we do this, I ask, uh, do you have any coffee? Uh, what's that? That's a no, okay. Oh, uh, hold on, Argolan. Uh, I think I saved some coffee in here from... Ah, here we go. As I pull out like this little container of uh, lukewarm coffee, and uh, with my newfound uh, abilities, I'm just gonna like, with a like a flick of my finger, just a little flame, little green flame up, pointing from my fingertip, just heating and reheating the coffee. It's just like. There you go. Eh, better than nothing. Glug, 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 glug. Yes, me and uh, Yona can drink the tea. Uh, yeah. You two, uh, during the next 24 hours, the next roll that you select uh, is rolled at advantage. So not just first roll, we can choose which one? Any roll. Perfect. Any roll, as long as it's before your next long rest. As Alistair descends back into his, his workshop. Master, welcome back. I hope your rest has... Uh, it's helped to clear the mind. Of course, of course. I already have coffee on the brew for you, my, my sir. Perfect. All right. Now, let's try getting this etching in properly this time. Of course. Steady your fingers, sir. Uh... 18 plus 42... Or 14 is 32, then that's good. Yeah! The DC of 30. So, yay. Let's go. 
Excellent, sire. We've got the proper runes in. Now we just need to go ahead and continue uh, finishing out uh, the required etchings. Everything else should be emulated properly. I'll leave this in your care for the next few days. Of course, sir. Uh, my services are whatever you require. As he goes and begins to pick up the, the etching and begins to, to start weaving and, and continuing the spell. And I start climbing back up the ladders. Uh, forgive my intrusion, master. I heard that one of your companions required coffee. I brewed an extra one. Oh, lovely. All right. I, I don't mean to to prick my ears into your business, sir. I'm I'm sorry. As he kind of like kind of holds his, his head in shame for a moment. You needn't prostrate yourself. You can relax. For now. Thank you, sir. Head and at least welcome these companions and see where the next adventure leads us. Of course, I shall be here whenever you need me next. And I shall notify you when your wand is ready. Excellent. Good luck and in your journeys. Thank you. And I start climbing out of the uh, out of the depths. Climb out of the hole. Uh, Orglin, was it coffee? Ah, thank you. You've never ah. you've never tasted these beans before. Yet this is the best coffee you've had in probably since you've entered the Boundless Shores. Damn, that's some good shit. Where'd you get it from? Uh, conjurations. I don't care much for the mundanity of everyday food and drink, so much of the time I rely on magical creation for my own sustenance. It it just... In a best-case scenario, you are subjecting yourself to a drink that had to be drawn out of a well that could have had any number of bowelments inside of it have it brewed before you with any number of impurity killings of the natural no offense to all of those that appreciate it and then you have head and suffer whatever contents that might have been poisoned by some random individual that wants to have you dead. This is the best case scenario. This isn't even considering the fact that maybe the peasant that brewed your coffee maybe they made it with their left hand as opposed to their right hand. Ugh. Lord only knows what happened in that outhouse. No, I will appreciate my conjurations. Thank you very much. Oh gee, I wonder who in the group can detect poison. <laughs> Lord only knows what happened in that outhouse. <laughs> uh.
And this and is why I only him. trust magically conjured food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Um, you, you like magically created food? I appreciate it. For what it is, I appreciate it. A couple of good berries show up in Jonathan's hand. Lovely. Well, my friends, Yudrasil, uh, kind of, uh, kind of peering in uh, around your circle, and says, "Well, my friends, might I point you in the right direction?" No, please don't do any harm. Please don't send us on the yellow brick road. Um, yellow bricks. That's very fascinating. Never heard of such. So something that you have in in the Battle of Shores, this yellow brick. Eh, yeah, probably closer to bloodstained brick. But what my hometown is a bit of a bloodbath. Well, I shan't ask any further. Um, if you will all uh, pack up your stuff and uh, follow me when you're ready. You all um, found content in your uh, stay with us? Of course. Oh, yes, ab absolutely. It was, an, it was an absolute pleasure being here and meeting the nature sages. Uh, Return any time that you wish. Sorry about your training, dummies. They regrow. Oh, good. You guys just not knowing what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> you guys just like, you guys know him as a fighter, and so you're like, did he just like get up last night and just like savage the <laughs> fuck at, with, with, out of these fucking dummies? Like, what? Huh? Or Golan's like in the corner, like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I mean, they're like, yep. Where the fuck was my invite, motherfucker? <laughs> I wanted to beat some shit up. <laughs> As you all uh, pack up your stuff and follow Yidrasil uh, to the large uh, ovular opening of the of the the tree, he kind of uh, steps outside and just kind of like. You know the scene in um, Harry Potter, the Goblet of Fire, where they took like the port key, and then all the motherfuckers like came down, like switching their legs, and, like they're they're on a bicycle. Oh yeah, that's kind of like what he does as he exits uh, the tree and just kind of jumps out and switches his legs around as you see his form kind of begin to grow, and. Uh, Grow to uh, to a, a five foot nine um, Yidrasil uh, standing outside the the ovular opening. Well, as you all, yeah. Uh, as you all exit, just roll me dexterity. Uh -oh. just, uh, just a dexterity check. Uh, 
12 plus 5. Ooh, crit fail. <laughs> Ooh. That'll um, work. Uh, not 20. Thanks, Big Bird. Colin, stealing all my luck. I also got a nat 20. Wow, you guys really just shot that. crits. And a single roll check. Beggit? Uh, 14. Yeah, as you guys all uh, exit the, out of the ovular exit, you guys kind of swishing your legs. You know, the only person... I might as well just, like, re-roll it, because I don't know what else we're going to get up to today. <laughs> Uh, it is now a, uh, dexterity, right? Yeah. Not much better, but now it's an 11. It's an 11. Uh, as you exit, you kind of, uh, your leg kind of jerks out beneath you as you kind of land harshly on your, your left leg as you kind of land in almost like, almost like a superhero landing, but you just land a little bit hard on your leg. Not otherwise, you all switch your legs out and and find your way. Uh, now finding your actual um, heights uh, within uh, the seemingly the the heart of the Marswell Forest. So you see Yudrasil as a, at his uh, five foot nine height now, looking out within the forest. Yeah. So with the such a large canopy, I'm like, without being able to see the sun, it's like, so which way is southwest? <laughs> That way. So just kind of dead this way? Yoritan will f know how to find north. If you find your way off track, he will be able to guide you back on track. But as far as I, as far as I know, it is dead southwest. Amazing. Thank you. Shall we be off then? Let's do it. Thank you for your That's hospitality. Reason. Come again anytime. We are your servants. Please be safe. And you as well. I'm not sure if you know. The fate of the universe may hang on your shoulders. What oh, have gee. I signed myself up for? Oh, gee. Do not fear, no, Alistair. Your candle burns as bright as ours. Gee, the whole world's on our shoulders? I'm definitely no, not heavy at all. Yeah, this isn't really news to us. Um, well, if you want to... If you don't want this, I recommend you opt out now. But I'm sure we're in for some good adventures, and you're welcome to stay with us. The universe is kind of important. I have all my stuff there. That's what I like to hear. What a guardian! <laughs> what a guardians of the galaxy response. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Uh, who is uh, leading your troop uh, as you all head southwest? I think probably Yonatan, as Idrisil said that Yonatan can like lead us if we're if we get off track. But I'll kind of probably be up beside him because she point like because I'm the one who asked her and just kind of probably started going in that direction. 
Uh, Yonatan, go ahead and roll me a survival check. That is a 21. 21. Yeah, as you lead uh, the group along, the, the forest around you is very dark, but you just see, just along your, your left and right, you just see just kind of like a twinkle of small fairy light, just kind of walking and drifting alongside of you. That's it, it kind of gives you uh, a degree of comfort and light. As so you walk forward and see the, the fairy lights kind of expand out and expand out into a bit of a clearing as it creates a, a rock face towards a cliff. As you look down the cliff and across, you see it forms uh, a large, uh, deep ravine in front of you. I've seen some big cracks in my day, but that one probably takes the cake. Wink. As uh, the tall trees stand uh, tall, reaching into the, the large dark canvas above you, um, you don't see any uh, immediate uh, ways across this ravine. So did you say this ravine's in a clearing? In, in a small clearing. Okay. So there is like sunlight and stuff? No. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so, so Tobin following close behind him, he's gonna hear him make that comment about his crack. I'm like, what? And then it'll kinda kinda his like his eyes is still dark and just be like, Oh, it is a big crack. So the question comes down to how do we want to navigate around this? Or do we plan to descend? I kind of don't like big descending big pits anymore. What about you guys? I know Caldwin isn't here anymore, but I think he'd agree with me. It would be nice if it was uh, rather yeah. unavoidable, but I understand if it's not. <laughs> What do you think, Yonatan? I think you're muted. Did the sage, uh, like... I assume it'd be on the same level and that this ravine... <clears throat> Would be a uh, a potential path through, maybe. So you're like saying we should cross it? Uh, yeah, I think we should probably see if we can find a way across it. Okay. Um, How far is it across? 
Yeah, good question. Um, probably 40 feet. That gives me an idea. What's your idea? Are there any trees around? Yep. That I can see? Big, large, uh, pretty pretty thick and slender trees uh, that reach up, uh, uh, creating this large uh, canopy overhead. Uh, yeah, can I, uh, can I cast warp wood to, uh, make a bridge across the other side of the ravine? What's the, uh, stipulations? Like, how much wood can you warp? Like, it's gotta be enough for, like, a bridge. Uh, <clears throat> I'd probably let that work if you could maybe, uh, fell a tree. Well, what's the spell say, really? Yeah, what does the spell say, but... Um... Um, so basically, uh... I can use, uh... I can use, uh, per casting of warp wood, I can make... Uh, I can make wood bend and warp. I think shape wood. Yeah. No, I think uh, bend and warp wood. I think yeah, I totally can bend a bend a tree into creating a bridge for you guys. Uh, okay, so I uh, it comes to a range of uh, twenty five feet per two caster levels, so cool. it should be plenty of an. It should be plenty, plenty and plenty of enough. These trees are plenty tall. As you uh, begin to cast a spell, as you guys hear the almost like creaks, as if like a uh, heavy wind were to come in and shake all these trees. As you see this tree that Yonatan begins to warp, begins to bend, and arch over this ravine as the bark begins to split open. As it as it creates guardrails and a safe passage, and it becomes this beautiful, almost natural grown, safe bridge that extends over this ravine, and and the the leaves from the other side uh, they begin to touch into the into the earth, and the branches begin to touch into the earth as you see the branches almost become more roots as they dig further in. As you see branches begin to grow off into the center of the tree and grow up and out and cover the where the hole where would have been where the tree was as you see trees begin to grow off this wood almost instantaneously creating this beautiful natural looking bridge. And how does um, Yonatan look after casting this? You see, as he casts this, his hair cascades into this anti-gravity lime green color, you know, stuck in as if it was in slow motion. His entire entity glows in a, a golden green light. What do I notice? Any sort of, like, um, ailment like he was getting before? Uh, the same energy, yep. 
Yeah. Or would it the uh, the same ailment as before, like when you were in within Detect Magic? No, like I'm talking ailments, like the, like illness. Like is yeah. he getting the after dark? Is, is he hurting? Illness. Is he like turning into like? No. Okay. He his magic seems brighter than ever before than ever you've seen, even before the sickening of the Everdark. Awesome. It's it's a it's a healthy and beautiful and natural light that just kind of glows for a moment within him as his skin, and and his entire being just becomes centered with nature. Um. As he completes the spell, I'm gonna go up to him, give him a pat on the back, and be like, "It's good to see your back, buddy." It definitely took a long time, but keep up I'm with those, uh, through. Yeah, keep up with your meditations and trainings from those sages, and I'm sure you'll be more powerful and more than more than ready to help us um, save Calduin. Absolutely. I'm there for you guys. I will be there for you guys. A hundred percent. In this life and the next. That's right. Uh, I'm going to just kind of gesture towards the bridge, shall we? After you. All right. I'm going to be getting across the bridge. You all cross the bridge across the ravine as uh, you all descend off the bridge and, and look forward into the dark wood. You see a light that wasn't there before. It just, it seems just like a ray of sunshine cascading from nowhere as you look up into the canvas overhead and just as dark as a starless night. Just this, this beam of beautiful sunlight radiates before you, just seemingly so out of place and, and cascading from nowhere. Uh, bingo. <laughs> kind of look at Yonatan. You want to go first, buddy? Don't mind if I do. As well, we didn't try to fly to this location. I don't think we would have seen it through the canopy. Probably not. As uh, I am going to walk into the beam of light. Yeah, I'll come up behind him too. I just wanted to give him the opportunity. You all feel the warmth, the bright warmth of a summer day cascade across your entire beings as the bright sun, the, the bright ray of sun emits such a brighter light cascading all of your visions within a bright white flashbang. As your eyes adjust, you feel an, an odd shiver of a damp cold as you look around. The, the scenery seems to have changed. These trees around you now thicker and heavier and, and seemingly more just wet and not the same jungle trees as you've seen before but they stand like weeping willows the the grass covered in a beautiful dew as if the morning has uh, the morning sun has just crested over the horizon 
you see as you uh, look within the this forest of weeping willows you see a dull fog hanging over the forest obscuring uh your vision too from looking too too far as you look up and around you you see uh, a drow figure sitting on a mossy rock uh, you see the book that he's reading. It says, Eolus's Guide to the Arcana. You see his form. It's a, it's a drow, but the, the skin, unlike uh, Orgolan's very cobalt bright blue of the Shadowguard native drow, his skin's a lot darker, more uh, steel gray, more dark uh, rather than blue. This is his bright white hair cascading down to his shoulders. As he looks up, kind of looks up in confusion for a moment and then just has the most brightest smile. You all shouldn't be here yet. Why not? Well, I was under the impression that no mortal soul could touch the Aether Wilds. Who says we're mortal? Shadow God native. I've yet to meet your kind. Well, not hello, a living kind. Hello. My hello, name is Galathariolus. Fantastic to meet you all at last. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna end off this session right there. <laughs> Owen didn't remember the last. Time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Galathar's back. That was really fun. I'm sorry if it, it felt a little bit slow, but I just I really wanted this episode to be uh, um, an era of personal growth for you guys, and a, an era of learning, and an era of patience. And as we head into probably what I consider is the real meat of this campaign, as you guys are going to learn further and further. Kind as, of crazy that we're in the eighth and wild. <laughs> yeah. As the party find themselves in the Aether Wilds, if you are unfamiliar with my lore, that is practically fucking Valhalla. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we just met a dead member of the former last party of the last campaign. It, also, it was my character. It was. It was James. That's wh- that's why my reaction was like, yeah, <laughs> "Was that?" It's the um, that's the G on the book that I was reading. Because Galathar's my fucking boy. Let's hope for a better outcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. That sun was just a huge scorching rain. We literally just all died. <laughs> That's why I <laughs> the <laughs> That's funny. No. Uh, the glowing so, rain disintegrates. Uh, do we, do we want to do inspiration points for this session? <laughs> I got a sword though I drink. Hold on. 
think everybody had a good kind of role in that session. I don't know if... Yeah, uh, you all get an inspiration point for this session. Um, I'm not giving you a level up, but this is going to be akin to that. Alright. You all have uh, big things ahead of you. Oh, yeah. And, and you'll really get to learn that. I'm super excited. We're getting to the fucking Aether Wilds. I've been waiting for this. Yeah. For since a while. Yeah, I like that. Um, I like that he has a because uh, I remember that I said Galathar was traveling for a while, and it kind of makes sense if he wrote like a guide to magic because he was an experienced sorcerer by the time he met the party. Oh, absolutely. He uh, when he died, he was probably uh, top ten most powerful arcane users mm-hmm. in the entire Boundless Shores. <laughs> did you did you like my response? That was, yeah. Yeah, I was waiting for... I, I looked up at Owen's screen as soon as she said that. I'm like, he's gonna know. <laughs> no. Yeah. I was, just, I was just, like, critiquing your uh, description of him. Like, no, you nailed it. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to make sure you said, like, the long, nice white hair, and you did. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. Uh, join us next week as we uh, find our party uh, deep within... Basically, fucking Valhalla, as we understand why and how they're there. Join us next week. We've been drunk, we've been dumb.